Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the General Supremo Podcast. I'm your host, Paradise Gamer, and we have a lot of Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville news to cover today. Remember, you can find me at Hogwarts on Xbox One or ParadiseGamer1 at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the General Supremo Podcast, and remember to stay wacky. Welcome to the General Supremo Podcast. I'm your host, Paradise Gamer, and man, oh man, I'm ready to talk. I am ready to tell you about everything that's happened, everything that's happening, and everything that I hope will happen. So, let's get, let's cut straight to what I want to talk about. So, a couple things about the podcast. So, I have decided that I'm going, I was like, thinking about what I wanted to do for my podcast art because as of like Thursday-ish, I realized that my podcast art had some very strong copyrights. So I'm like, okay, well that's a no-no. So I was thinking, what can I do for my podcast art? And then I'm like, well, why not do my PVZ drawings, because I'm an artist, and I love to draw Plants vs. Zombies. It's art is one of the things that has brought me even closer to PVZ, and I'm like, well, why not? So I threw a couple of them through Photoshop, and now what I'm going to be doing is every two to three weeks, I'm going to switch out the podcast art with one of my sketches, and or just drawings in general of Plants vs. Zombies. So you'll get to see all of the sorts of things I draw. And as I, I think I have about 20 right now that are sitting all done, ready to be thrown into the mix, and I'm going to start drawing more. So as I come to that deadline of those 20, I'll have another set of 20 to be able to put out to you guys. So I really hope you enjoy that. I'm really excited about it. I love drawing Plants vs. Zombies, one of the greatest things, just Plants vs. Zombies, drawing out that stuff, oh, I love it. So I hope you guys really enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy this week's. This week's is a drawing of Nate Timley from the future, and it is one of the ones I'm most proud of that I've done, and I'm like, well, why not start with that one? Another thing, you may have heard that, well, last week I heard that the Aquabats music I had put in through the Anchor app doesn't play through all of the other podcast sites. So there's just this, like, it was the intro and then me talking about something that some of you may have never heard, and I apologize for that. I didn't know that ahead of time. So I got my own intro music, and I really hope you like it. It's a little upbeat, and I'm really excited about it. Probably maybe halfway through the year, maybe a full year, If this podcast even goes that long, I'll probably consider changing out my intro music because some of you may get tired of it. I know about you, but I love intro music. And if it gets a little boring, I tend to not like the podcast as much. I mean, that's pretty judgmental, but anyway. So yeah, I got intro music, and I really, really, really hope you enjoy it. And I enjoy it, and I found this place where I can get all of this 
music for free and it's like I don't I don't really have to do anything. I just download it and throw it in. So that is very ic- exciting. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about last week because as it's Wednesday, so it's the day after they have released the new content and there was an exploit I found. Actually, no, I didn't find it. Uh, there was, I was looking through, I was, I'm in a club for Plants vs. Zombies on the Xbox app and this guy had posted a video of this exploit you could do in the game. Now, if you don't know about this and you haven't tried it, I would consider trying it. I haven't been on since they have released the new content, so I don't know if they have patched it. But if you go to Weirding Woods, when you spawn in, there's a boss hunt on your right. If you follow the road into like that main like circle-ish area with the little houses surrounding it, if you take a right and go towards the lake, there is a boss hunt. Now, this only works for one character, and that character is Electro Slide. So if you equip Electro Slide, what you can do is his left bumper ability you so you spawn in the boss and then you use that left bumper ability and it's a it's like some sort of like flower sort of it's I forget the name I played it so many times it's kind of sad but you use this ability on this flower and it basically carries it backwards to the lake now what happens after that is it will drop it off and then the flower will just drop down there and then just die or the rose tulip whatever you want to call it and so what happens then after that is you get credit for completing the entire boss on and you just oh man it is insane so basically you're completing a boss hunt in about two seconds unless you do it wrong where it will kind of bounce off some of the objects. So one thing you want to do before you use this exploit is you want to destroy all the destroyable objects in the lane of, or the path to the lake. Because if it hits any of those, like, and ricochets off, then you're going to have to do it all over again. And that boss hunt is actually a real pain. So what you're going to want to do is you're you're going to want to mark a spot and then basically... You just act, you wait till your ability recharges, activate the boss and slide over, throw it down, and then you can really go do whatever you want until your ability recharges again. They'll die, it'll end the boss hunt, you come back and do it and do it, do it and do it. And it, I think it took me about two hours to like exploit it to, not the max, but by the end of it, I probably had... I had made over a million coins. I had spent it, so I had made about a million coins. My Electro Slide was upgraded to Master, and I'm currently sitting on like 2,500 marshmallows, which then you, once you reach the 3,000 mark, if you convert those all to coins, then you will get a million coins. So that exploit is pretty insane and if it has not been patched yet i would recommend jumping in even if you don't get all the way to master it gives you significant xp like i think 
and like once you get to elite like recruit advance or no oh gosh i am sorry um the recruit specialist in possibly elite i don't quote me on these numbers but all of those ranks level one just completing the boss hunt once will give you an entire the first level so it's pretty crazy xp wise and once you get into like elite super elite and master it it gets pretty grindy you're just sitting throwing sitting throwing down but once you get it to the master oh man the i have to give um pop cap like just acknowledge because the art for those um plaques I, i'm gonna call them so cool with the stars and then the different color schemes man i can't wait to be running my master electro slide so that is an exploit and i'd recommend using it before they patch it because once they patch it it's going to be like you missed out on a free master but if you don't get it but you at least get a couple levels it, you'll be like okay well i exploited it a little bit and you get you get significant coin with the promotions and all of that man but so that's the electro slide so i would call it like an insta master is i mean it's not instant but like two hours compared to like i was thinking about if you were like doing this on other characters and how much leveling you have to do like a boss hunt they give you significant amount of xp and it's like holy cow it's gonna be a grind to get all these characters to master and especially like some characters you're like man i i don't know if i'm ever gonna want to play that character but yeah so Another thing you can do with this, I have not tested this fully, but I was playing with my friend Golf Ball 8, and I ha am going to have a little section about him later. Um, he is part of the community, and we were playing together, and we were running split screen, and I was running Electro Slide, getting him higher and higher and higher, and he was running an Imp, and then we realized something. Every time I would complete the boss hunt, he would get if a, a good chunk, if not all of the XP that I had like made from doing the boss hunt or the bounty hunt. I think that's what's called bounty hunt. I guess I called it boss hunt all this time. Bounty hunt, boss hunt, boss hunt, whatever you want to call it. So he was getting that XP. So if you have a dedicated friend, and if it is not patched you could get a lot more than x electro slide to master of course it could only be zombies so you couldn't be running your nightcap in your electro slide but still i think that's that's pretty insane like thinking if you put in enough time you could get all of your zombies to master now let's see there's 10 zombies times two that's about 20 hours of gameplay not very fun especially considering that you're just grinding just one thing but if it has not been patched or you have been exploiting it for a while and you're like oh, okay well i got my guy to master what what can i do now if you have like let's say you're also an imp main 
like golf ball, you could also consider like running split screen and then having you being electro slide and then have like an alt account. I don't know what it would be. And then just have him log in and then just start doing the exploit while you sit there with your character and then just start farming in the XP. So if you are, if you're like someone who's like, no man, I, I, I would never want to do that. That's like just breaking the game. You're just trying to find ways around what the content's meant to be. Then yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't even, you don't even need to listen to this part of the podcast. Probably should have said that before, but if you're like, I, I, I kind of want to get him to master, especially because Electroslide, I've been playing a lot of Electroslide, apparently, and um, he's like, or she, sorry, um, once, I'm kind of liking her a little bit more than I did before, because it's, especially if you don't really like the Electroslide character, and you're like, well, I kind of want to get the max rank, this would be a nice way to kind of just like, shrug off actually having to play the character a ton in a ton to get to that max rank and i if you're you're thinking like that then i would definitely try this but i one of my goals is by the end of this game i want to be max rank so that's going to be a lot of grinding but i that's one of my goals because i feel like uh in Garden Warfare 2, max rank was a little more unachievable because, I mean, it was achievable, obviously people got it, but like the hours you had to put in, like 50 levels for every single character plus variants, like that's insane. And I feel like they've kind of toned it down in um, Battle for Neighborville where it's just, you only have the 20 instead of the 80 plus um but they also kind of like per character they kind of jacked up the xp needed and also they added an additional rank on top of that so there's six ranks now so you have recruit you have specialist you have elite you have super elite and then master or no that's five no i think there's an advance I think it goes recruit, advanced, specialist, elite, super elite, master. Yeah, that sounds right. So that's five ranks that you have to earn up XP. In the last game, it was four. And like the XP, like once you get into the super elite, it's like 2,000 XP per level. And that's like the early levels. So, or not, maybe it was the early levels. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that. But it's it's like a lot more of a grind per character but i feel like if you really enjoy the character you're playing then you're not really you're going to be like oh, i just really like running this guy so it won't be as brutal as for other people who are like i cannot even with this sunflower right now i know that's probably going to be me because i was never a huge sunflower person i would only run it for like support characters but anyway so yeah that's the electro slide and then now let's talk about the well weirding woods let's talk about weirding woods so i had the chance to play weirding woods um last week and i thought it's a really really cool place i find that it's like really fun to go around i feel like the the trees 
or not the trees that like kind of pop out of the ground I know the game isn't out yet but that's kind of a little bit more of a bummer in my mind because it only happens I think in two places on the map and it's like oh well okay like in the trailer at least it showed like them popping up everywhere or when you when you load in it's like they're popping up everywhere and like oh man that's like it's going to be like a maze or like it's going to be so hard to dodge those but I feel like that that's a little bit of a letdown but seeing how that isn't bad at all makes this place look even better the dread roots those bosses oh man those are not easy especially I realized this as I was playing I'm like Every time I walk on this moss stuff, it always spawns them. So that's a tip. If you are running through weirding woods and you're just like, wow, these dread roots are everywhere. That's probably because you're stepping all over the moss. So don't go on the moss if you don't want to have to deal with those. And I know in some places it's a little bit harder and only certain characters can get around, but it's a challenge. But yeah, so I really like, I love this um, entire place they've created that with the Weirding Woods. Man, it is so great. I just love it. All right, so I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about the story of it. And then, well, I guess everything else. But I'm going to go get a drink and I will be right back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I got my drink, I got my snack, I got another snack, and now I'm ready to attack this next segment of the General Suprema podcast. So, I'll start with this. I lied. I told you I was going to do a part about the story of the Weirding Woods, which I'm not going to do yet. I am going to talk about our first founding member in the community. This is a shout out to Golf Ball 8. Golf Ball 8 has been one of my friends for a long time, and I finally got him to get the Founders Edition for Battle for Neighborville. And now I'm excited because I have another person. Okay, maybe he's the only person, but I have a person to play PvZ Battle for Neighborville, and I'm excited because not only that, but it also supports PopCap in their line of pvz games and it just makes me really excited so thank you golf ball eight thank you for getting the founders edition and now we have our first official um community member who has become a founder now if you want to like get a shout out on the show i can give you two two ways right now if you want a shout out for you becoming a founding member you can email me at paradisegamer1 at gmail.com, which I will have in the show notes. Or you can send me a message on Xbox on at Hogwarts, or Hogwarts is my gamer tag. So if you want to search that and then send me a message, be like, hey, um, my name's blah, 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 blah. I mean, you don't have to put your real name. I actually don't put your real name. Put your gamer tag. I have become a founding member as of blah, 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 or you don't have to say when you were, just you became a founding member, 
and I would like a shout out and I'll be like, all right. And then the next show, I will hopefully get that shout out in. And then same with the email. If you want to write me an email, you can do that as well. Also, if you want a shout out, you can rate and review this podcast. Now, I would do shout outs for any star, but I am only going to do shout outs for four through five star because I feel like I I like the the like feedback, but if it's like more negative, I am not really going to want to put it on the show. I will take that into consideration, but I'm not going to give you a shout out on the show. But maybe I will be like, hey, so and so thought I should change this on the show, so I am going to do blah blah blah. So. You probably won't get an official shout out for giving me a really low rating, but I will definitely take your opinion into consideration unless it's just really negative and I'm like, you know what, I, I'm not just, I'm just not going to mess with it. But if it's like, hey, love the show, or you don't even have to say love the show, you can just say, hey, I was wondering if you could do blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, all right. And I'll be like, hey, so-and-so gave me this star of rating and said, I was hoping you could do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. So. That is how you can get a shout out on this show. I might change it if you send me like, I don't know, maybe I'll start doing like crazy things you did in PVZ or like give me stories because I love stories. I'm also a writer. I love writing. I've done like, I've made games, like I've written out like scripts for them and I've done stories on certain games. So I love storytelling. So if you have a story, you can either send me a message on Hogwarts or shoot me an email on, at, on my Gmail and I would love to tell that story on the podcast. Or you can, like, I guess, send me an audio recording of you telling the story. That would be awesome as well. Especially, I've heard on some podcasts they do, like, They'll add this cool background music with sound effects. And man, that's it's really cool. So those are some ways if you want to get your story told on the General Supremo podcast, you can. So that is enough about the shout out segment. Let's dive straight into this story of Weirding Woods. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, let's get to the story of Weirding Woods. Now, some of you may have not had the chance to get on this week, so I'm going to give a spoiler warning right here and right now. If you do not want to know, I guess, quote-unquote, the story of Weirding Woods... I'm just going to say it right now, just I'll put a timestamp in the show notes and then you can go to the end of that timestamp so you can continue listening to the show or if you heard what you already wanted to heard, then you can just stop listening now. But let's talk a little bit about it. So the spoiler warning's out. This is spoiler territory. So you go talk to this dummy cult leader, which honestly, I feel like the story for this is really wacky. Trying to help a cult find their leader, which is just a dummy. I don't know. It's wacky. But 
basically how the story goes is you in the first mission you have to kill a dread or dead or dread root i'm not for sure how you're you you're supposed to say it but i'm gonna go with dread root because that sounds kind of cooler so you have to kill a dread root and this dread root i guess somehow gives you this boom box or this broken boom box and what the dummy cult leader tells you is you have to go out and find these different things that will help you repair the boombox so you can put all of these roots around the map to sleep. So what you do is you go talk to, there's, um, you talk to Cletus, who is the football player. You see, like, the very first, besides the person at the very, like, entrance of the map, he's like this football guy you talk to. And then you talk to this engineer who's by the the cult leader. He's by, like, the Z-Tech factory. And then you also talk to... Oh, who's the last one? Oh, you talk to Izzy is her name. She is at the front of the map and is one of the first people you see when you spawn into Weirding Woods. So you go talk to them. They'll give you a quest to get some stickers uh from Izzy it's either stickers or patches and then the lullaby tape from Cletus and then from the engineer oh, I forget what the engineer one is but it, it's a really wacky story and I really encourage you to go out and play it but one of the awesome parts is towards the end when you finally get the you get the whole boom box like all put together and everything and then the cult leader tells you all right now it's time to go and put it in the radio tower and that's by i forget what it's called it's like something marsh it's like a marsh towards like the top of the map and you go and put this uh this boom box in the radio tower and then it puts all of the roots to sleep that you'll see around the map it's like there's roots covering entrances to places. And basically, what you do is then you go to the boss gate and you shoot these like little heart things. And you go in, and it's a really fun mission. I actually haven't gotten the chance to complete it yet, which I know you're probably like, oh, what? But I was playing with golf ball eight and we were doing split screen and it just kept crashing and crashing and we're like all right we just gave up because we were like well if it's just going to keep crashing then why do it and so if you are planning on doing it split screen i recommend that you don't because it doesn't work there's probably just something in the code or they just haven't like patched anything through to ensure that you can play this split screen because it does not work. So don't play it split screen, this final mission. So what you do is you're running and, you, and you're running and then you find this like big marsh area and there's this huge tree and uh, there's like this plate like circling it. So you activate one of these buttons and then it gives you like one of those pads that will launch you up and then you'll see that it's actually this gigantic dread root and man is he awesome he's huge and you shoot this thing in the back and 
basically you start this fight and he has abundance of different he shoots like fireballs at you and you have these barriers that come up from this plate that's surrounding him that you can hide behind but once he hits them with either his beam attack or enough fireballs it'll just explode and you'll be out of that and then when he activates his like he has this mode where he sticks out these it's like if you have played old school in old school in the town center it's like the phase where he takes out the like mirror and spins around you have to shoot the mirror except this time he spins around you have to hop over the roots and if he knocks you off there's like five dread roots normal dread roots below him and it is not a fun time trying to activate the button and then get back up there because man they are just a pain and by the time you get back up there he's already firing at you again so it's a really awesome boss fight i as soon as I can get on, I'm going to, well, I have a couple things I'm going to do before I go and do that, but that is one of my priorities to get that done because, man, he is an awesome boss, and I am even more excited for next week when they launch the Wild West map because um, I'll get into that later because I'm going to talk about the future, um, what's coming up, and what I want later, but... That is the story, if you are wondering. I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to hop right into the news um, for this week. So, let's dive in. Plants vs. Zombies news from Neighborville, week 3. Dig into the details of Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Founders Edition content, week 3. Greetings, founding neighbors. Welcome to week 3 of News from Neighborville, your source for daily... Details on fresh content dropping this week in the Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Founders Edition. As you know, founding neighbors can play an early edition of the game, receive ex exclusive rewards, and pay a special founder's price of $3 before the standard edition becomes available for $40. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. 30 to 40. If you're considering buying this game at all, I can't stress this enough. Get it now, because not only do you get to play it early, but you're saving money. So, maybe you don't have the money right now, but if you can earn it up before, I think next week is the deadline. So, if you can, not next week, but the Tuesday of the following week, if you can earn enough money to get those that 30 bucks to throw down, I I just, I don't even know why you wouldn't, because... It's unless you have other things you need to pay for, but it's like it's an un you're saving ten dollars unless you're getting the digital deluxe edition for the founders edition, then you're paying forty dollars in total, not forty on top of thirty. But it's just a doorbuster price for what you're getting. So, the, um, okay, need to find where I stopped. You can find out more about it here. Haven't become a founding member yet? Make sure you get in the game before your opportunity ends September 30th, September 30th 9 a.m. PTD. PDT, sorry. All right, so September 30th. So that's your deadline, 9 a.m. So if it's September 30th, 8.59, you better click that button before it's over. 
All right, so this week, September 17th, week three of the Founders Edition. Gardens and Graveyard Ops PvE mode, Mix Modes PvP mode, Dave Bubbles Victory Slab Reward. Rub-a-dubbin' rewards. You really, you're really going to clean up with this week's reward. Founding neighbors who log in by next Monday, September 23rd, will re- receive the exclusive Dave Bubbles Victory Slab. Head over to Rux's Emporium in the game to pick up your reward and make sure every vanquish is squeaky clean. Now, this is a pretty awesome victory slab. It is a legendary, and it's a picture of Dave in a moving bath, taking a bath. Don't worry, he is very covered, so if you're concerned about that at all, you should not be. It is fine. There are plenty of bubbles and towels and you will not have to be concerned about that but it's a pretty cool victory slab i'm definitely going to be running it um he's got his little shoes and he's in this like plant like bathtub it's it's pretty cool so make sure you log on and grab that before next monday from rux you have to go talk to rux and he'll give it to you and let's move on mix it up in multiplayer this week we are mixing things up with mixed modes, which enable random game modes and settings such as Gnome Bomb. Find the Gnome Bomb and use it to destroy your opponent's gardens or graveyards while pre- preventing other the other team from destroying yours. Kaboom! Suburbanation. Get ready to suburbanate your foes as you capture and hold command posts, converting them to gardens and graveyards. Then more posts, the more posts you control, and the longer you hold them, the more points your teams earn. Your team earns. Vanquish confirmed. Collect precious, precious, shiny, glowing. Sorry, uh, where were we? Oh right, orbs. Collect orbs by vanquishing opponents. Points are awarded based on how many delicious orbs you collect in the first team to 100 points wins so that's pretty cool having mix mode back in the game with gnome bomb that's a pretty fun mode i remember in garden warfare 2 towards the end it was not very popular whether that was just the amount of people playing or the popularity of the mode itself suburbanation i never really got into that game mode it was fun when it launched in garden warfare 1 but after that i haven't played it that much maybe i'll have to hop back in and start playing it a little bit more and then vanquish confirmed i think i think that was out last week no that was team vanquish um i i guess i've played this probably a couple times i played it a lot on launch but in garden warfare one but not as much but uh after that but i'll definitely have to hop back and be playing some of that mixed mode looks pretty great it's going to have the same maps as last week for team vanquish because i if i'm correct the maps are going to go through all different modes all right so fight off foes in ops mode in ops mode you will battle waves of enemies with your own super vanquishing skills by activating turrets around the map for additional defense. Each wave of enemies increases your difficulty as you progress, plus you will encounter bonus challenges and powerful bosses along the way. Good luck. Alright, so, a little bit more disappointed. Maybe it was due to the fact that they just didn't have much to put down here, but I feel like this segment was a lot shorter 
than I would have wanted. But nevertheless, let's talk about this um, three sentences. Or no, four, because good luck is a sentence, apparently. All right. So fight off your foes in ops mode. I think I've not been able to get on and play this, but judging by how they phrased it, I am excited as crap. Even though crap can't be excited, so that analogy doesn't work very well. But anyway, I am excited because if I am thinking of this correctly, that means that it is infinite. So it's not like a 10 wave cap. You go on and it gets harder and harder and harder as you progress and you get bonus challenges and powerful bosses along the way. I am out of everything they've released this week. I think this is what I'm looking forward to most. I'm definitely going to be playing some and Man, I I don't know, I'm just so excited that they're finally bringing back, I mean, technically this is not confirmed, but they're bringing back this infinite mode. And man, I just love it. And you you can get four people in it now. I think it what that was what it was like in Garden Warfare 2. Maybe it was in Garden Warfare 1. Man, I can't remember it now. Maybe I just never played on a server where I had four people in it, but if having four people on infinite mode sounds pretty amazing because I was used to doing it with two. So I really hope this is infinite mode, and if it is, I will be playing an abundant amount of this. In the picture they show, I'm not sure how the maps work because I think you can go around the world and they have like around the different areas and they have like little stations where you can activate that and play garden ops but i'm not sure if garden ops also has like um like its own set of maps because the map they show if i'm correct in i'm not positive if i'm correct but it looks like it is from Mount Steep because it has that like western look to it. That could just be me guessing, but it's definitely not something like according to me. So take this with a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure there are no western maps for this in the game. Like all we have right now is a town center in Weirding Woods. So if if it's going off of what I think how it works is if you just go up to the thing and activate it for that map, then that wouldn't make much sense because this, unless they're showing something in the future, which I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, I don't know why they would have Mount Steep in the background, but that that's just, maybe the maps work a little bit differently, like you have like a set of maps that you can choose because I really like that because I feel like only having three maps you can play on that could get really boring really fast so even if they like reused some of the pvp maps for that I'd still be fine with that because I feel like only having three wouldn't make it very exciting but I know that's just 
my opinion. And then the other thing that kind of leads me to the conclusion that they have uh, multiple maps for the mode is the fact that there's zombies at Mount Steep. Unless this is a picture for launch, Mount Steep doesn't come out for zombies until launch. So I'm not positive if th they have a set of maps, but at once I am able to get on and play through this content, I'll, I'll know that either they have you activate it there, and this is just a picture from the future, or they have a set of maps. So anyway, I know why I went on that spiel. But anyway, yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, if this is infinite mode and I'm correct, man, I am very, very excited because I lo 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 love infinite mode. All right, so... Let They have a little q and I'm going to run through and then talk about, and then we are going to talk about, like, things I want to see for, we're going to look at the roadmap and then what I want out of each event, possibly, or I could talk about maybe what I want for the story of Mount Steep. I don't know. I'll, I'll go through it and we'll see what happens. So... Send in the reinforcements. Okay, so this section is called Cropping Up Next Week. Send in the reinforcements in a multiplayer event using the six new characters to PvZ battle for Neighborville. Explore a fresh free roam region and figure out what the zombies are up to inside Mount Steep. Plus, test your metal with an exclusive costume for Pea Shooter. So, um... Yeah, I guess there's not much to talk about. Um, the test your metal with an exclusive costume for PE Shooter. I think that is the night one, the night set for the PE Shooter. I'm actually, I'm not for sure, just because they use the word metal. I know that's a phrase, but I don't know. If, if it is the night one, I'm really excited because that one looks awesome, but... If it's something else, I think that'd be even cooler because I feel like I've seen the night one around. So I feel like it's going to be something different and I'm really excited for that new costume for the pea shooter because definitely going to be running a lot of pea shooter. That's probably my big main until I figure out a character that really works for me. So any questions? Here's some frequently asked questions from this past week. What happened to variants? So, that's a huge question because in Garden Warfare, in the Garden Warfare series, it was like variants, 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 variants. And you're like, oh, so many variants. And they had elements, they had all sorts of things. And it, it was a really cool thing being able to change how your character looked and how your character like acted, like its abilities and even how it shot. Like, uh, pea shooters, especially like they had the Agent P who went, and then you have the six shooter, and then you have the plasma P with the charge, and then you have the normal P and the fire P. All right, I'm going to stop. Um, so they had they had variants, and people are like, well, where did they go? So how I state this is, they went away because we're no longer in Garden Warfare. This is Battle for Neighborville now. So. They probably went away because they wanted to start with something fresh, and that's what they're going to talk about with here. So, 
The answer. The variants or subclasses for characters have been replaced with the Pick 7 upgrade system. This allows you to create your own variants with the upgrades you unlock for each character as you level up. There are three variant slots that be, can be edited to make each character look the way you want, and each can be uniquely upgraded with up to seven points. This allows you to have uh, have characters that look and play the way you want. So, ah, uh, this is a bittersweet thing for me because I'm like, okay, like, I I love the pick seven. It's really cool. But it's nothing like variants. Because you're... It, like, just enhances your character build as you level up and change things. But for... Until you start unlocking them, they all have the same set of upgrades. And it, I feel like... I, I didn't want variants to come back, but I feel like they kind of could have... I love the pick seven thing. Don't get me wrong on that. But I feel like they could have done both. Because I think this is how I would have wanted it personally if they were going to do variants. So you would have your three, you would have your set of three characters. And you could have, as you like bought, or I, I feel like as you played the game and you unlocked rewards, um, you would be able to put you would have the slot and it would like even if it was just elements i feel like well with some characters it wouldn't work that well but like let's say it was variants and you had a slot and you could select that and then based on the variants you had earned you could select that and it would give you me you could turn the appearance on and off i feel like that would be cool so it's like maybe you didn't want to be a fire bee but you wanted to shoot fire that would be awesome so you could like select the appearance, but your character would have like the fire, like the fire P fire, and it would do fire damage. And then on top of that, you could have the pick seven where you could enhance that fire P or enhance that ice P or enhance that toxic brains or enhance any of the characters. So you could make it like if you're like fire is your favorite element and you wanted a fire P you have your buff fire P and then you have your protect fire P and you have your fallback fire P just like so they could include both so then they won't have the leveling problem with all of the variants needed to be leveled to max to get your max nameplate and then they also would be able to include the pick seven so I feel like it was like it, it's the pick seven is awesome but I feel like I just want my toxic pee, man. I want my toxic pee back. And if... I feel like this would be cool. If instead of... This is long term. So instead of having like... Garden Warfare 1. Garden Warfare 2. PvZ Battle for Neighborville 1. PvZ Battle for Neighborville 2. Whatever, whatever. If they kind of went like... Like how they do it in Call of Duty. I think this is how they do it. I don't I don't play Call of Duty, but um go like Garden War this is an example. So Garden Warfare two is already out, but go Garden Warfare two, Battle for Neighborville one, Garden Warfare three, Battle for Neighborville two, different game, Battle for Neighborville three. And like just like kinda like mix it up. So it's like we're not just 
throwing all of our work from the Garden Warfares in the trash. And we're also not, like... And we're not just getting this fresh canvas every two years. Just... And, it like, just keep getting them and keep getting them and keep getting them. I just... I feel like they shouldn't do that. And instead, um, they should kind of, like, space it out. And this is where we come to the argument of... Should PopCap still be with EA? My personal belief, no, they shouldn't. I feel like if they're with EA, EA is going to keep making them games in this just chronological order, just one after another, just pumping out games right and left, and, like, not have any, like... Because they have one of the greatest concepts in their hands, and I feel like EA is kind of abusing that. So I feel like... They should split from... Okay, this is my opinion, so take it with a grain of salt. They should split from EA and then just be able to do their own thing. Like, just do what they want. Bungie did that with Activision, and I feel like it's time for PopCap to do that with EA. So, and I mean, not a lot of people like EA anyway, so... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff behind that. There could be financial reasons. They couldn't support their own game. They need a little bit of more money before they could do that and all of that. So I, I really understand that. But I feel like if they want to put this, like, get this game to the max capability, they need to just split. Because not only is EA making them just do huge content drops, like, ginormous, like, here's all of this. Okay, start working on your next game right now. Oh, okay. Like, that was a terrible imitation, but I feel like they they need to like just be able to really submerge themselves in a game and really put a lot of work into it and be able to carry it on past the two year mark. So I was talking about variants for that long. That's not good. All right, let's move on to the second question. Man, this is going to take a lot longer than I thought. What's up with Mr. Rewardotron 9000? Is it true it only takes in-game co earned coins? Answer. Mr. Rewardotron 9000 is a coin-based reward machine that splits out spits out items of varying type and rarity. The rewards could range from a silly expression to a full-blown character costume. The color of the item that pops out of the top will indicate its rarity, but regard regardless of the rarity, the coin cost is always the same. You can only use earned coins to acquire them from Mr. Rewardotron, and there are no plans to monetize or sell coins in the future. You can earn coins pretty much anywhere in the game, whether you're playing through free roam region or in a multiplayer combat. Alright, so, I think this is awesome, because... It doesn't come down, sure, um, I feel like uh, some people are like, well, I have the money, I'm willing to put the money down, I just want my costumes. And I feel like as much as that's like supporting PopCap, I feel like it's really good that they didn't do that. Because now everybody has the same chance to like get the rewards they want, and it's not always favoring the people with more money who can put more money towards it and it's like okay you can earn coins legitimately anywhere like i earned about half a million coins in like an hour so um 
you can okay that was from the exploit with the electro slide but you get the point you can earn coins pretty much anywhere and i feel like that's really good that now everybody can earn it and sure there are some negatives especially we don't know how rux is going to work and we'll have to see especially with pricing i feel like they may have to bring the price down now that people can't put money towards it to just get the coins so i don't know but i feel like this is good and i also like the randomness of it Thirty thousand is a lot. Like in Garden Warfare Two, at least you could get like six to seven items for thirty-five thousand, and now you're only getting one. But I feel like it's a lot more likely. I feel like maybe they may need to put the price down, just maybe like twenty thousand or fifteen thousand. But uh, I feel like the randomness of it and just that you get, like, I have the same chance. Okay, yeah, I feel like, I'm not for sure, but, yeah, it says regardless of the type or rarity, the coin cost is always the same. So, maybe it's not, like, maybe I might have a better chance to get a purple than a yellow. But I feel like it's pretty random overall. Compared to, like, in Garden Warfare 2, whereas, like, every 45 packs you bought, you got, like, one legendary. So, anyway. But, so that's Mr. Rewardotron, if you're wondering about him. And then, let's move on. So, is it true that I don't have to pay for the Standard Edition when the game officially launches? It is true. No additional step is required to get the Standard Edition at launch. At the end of the six-week founders period, founding neighbors will have received all of the content included in the standard, excuse me, standard edition, including exclusive weekly uh, founders rewards that have been earned. So this is awesome. If you're like, uh, I can't put another forty bucks down. It's if you bought the founders edition, it's free. After that, you put the thirty bucks down and you're done. You purchase it and. You're going sailing. You're set for high seas. I know that was that was terrible, but you don't have to put any more money to it if you're not really planning on it. You're like, I don't know if I can. So I feel like that's really nice, and I'm really excited that I don't have to put any more money towards. I wouldn't have to pay additional forty, and it's not just I'm paying practically for cosmetics. Because it all boils down to you just playing early and getting cosmetics. So I I think that's really awesome that they did that. And then the final question, if I have the Founders Edition, which turns into the Standard Edition at launch, can I still get the Dual X content on October 18th? Yes. For those who purchase the Founders Edition or Standard Edition, you will be able to upgrade the Digital Deluxe for two d- Digital Deluxe for $10 USD starting October or dollars starting october 18th the deluxe edition will have two legendary costumes and other perks like a digital comic and exclusive emotes so uh i'm not sure if i'm going to be upgrading i really like the costumes the pea shooter one is awesome i'm not sure i feel like the only reason i really do it is for the comic because huge fan of the comics and if it has anything to do with the other comics, I definitely will be willing to put money towards it. But if you're wondering if you can get the D- D- Digital Deluxe Edition, um, 
after buying the Founders Edition, you can. And the I know for sure that the legendary costumes are there's a eighties action hero one that's pretty cool, and then there's like a chicken like pea shooter one. So that's the news for this week, neighbors. Be sure to join the conversation on Discord to let us know what you think of the game. And tune into Twitch for our live from Neighborville stream on Thursday at 11 a.m. PDT. To provide your feedback, chat, uh, to provide your feedback, chat with our development team and get a more in-depth view of the content we've released so far. We'll be back to next Tuesday for another news from Neighborville Post, so stay tuned and thanks for playing. Alright, so that is going to conclude my segment on the news and the story of Weirding Woods. I'm going to take a quick little break and we'll be back for the final part of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the General Supremo podcast. I enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, you can contact me at paradisegamer1 at gmail.com or Hogwarts on Xbox One. If you want to get a shout out on the show, you can either rate and review this podcast or send me an email slash message on Xbox about something cool that happened to you in Battle for Neighborville or that you became a founding member. I hope I'll see you all back here next week, and remember to stay wacky.